Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. We are in our series and getting near the end of our series called Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude, exploring the themes and the modern-day connections of the Heidelberg Catechism. Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Samuelson. I'm an elder at Generations Church, and with me today, as always, is my friend and the lead pastor at Generations Church, Jeff Ludington. How you doing, Jeff? I am well today. I'm doing well. I am looking forward to uh, both finishing this series and, 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 and doing something new in the future, but really, really enjoying this, enjoying my time with you. Uh, man, so many cool comments from people just saying that they're enjoying this. And so uh, I feel like really good in this moment, man. So uh, yeah, super cool. So the answer to your question, I'm good, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, if you're joining us today, maybe for the first time, uh, this is episode 50. Uh, we threw, we sprinkled in a couple, you know, a and B versions of these things. So there's more than 50, but you can go back and listen to this entire series. And what we're doing is working our way through, and we're almost done. Uh, we have today and two more episodes, so two more weeks, and we're done with the Heidelberg Catechism. And so if you're unfamiliar with that, if you're just jumping on and you thought you'd listen to us and you haven't clicked off as we uh, got silly, uh, this is a 450-year-old way of discipleship uh, that Christians have trained you know, more mature or older Christians have trained younger or more or, or less mature Christians uh, using this resource called the Heidelberg Catechism for 450 years. And it's simply a, a discipler or a teacher asking a student or disciple questions and giving them memorized answers. Like we learn in school, we memorize what is true so that when we need it, we can recall it quickly. It's the same thing. And right now uh, we are working our way through the portion of the catechism that's working through the Lord's Prayer. The disciples come to Jesus and they ask, they ask him, Jesus, teach us to pray. And so Jesus prays a simple prayer loaded with information and things that are solid just for us to, to wrestle through. And today's, uh, today's what we're talking about is the fourth petition or the fourth phrase in it. And it's that give us this day our daily bread. So uh, I'm going to ask Rob the question Rob is going to answer like the disciple or student would and we're going to talk about it. So question and answer 125. What does the fourth petition mean? Give us this day our daily bread means do not or do take care of all our physical needs so that we come to know that you are the only source of everything good and that neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. And so help us to give up our trust in creatures and trust in you alone. I'm so good, man. Uh, sometimes when I hear or read the, it's mostly in the answers, but uh, sometimes when I hear you you say it, I remember that this is not only 450 years old, but also written in what is functionally modern day German and translated a long time ago into English. And sometimes the, the phrasing is bumpy, but it's got so, some rich ideas in it. And uh, so do take care of our physical needs. We would never say that today. We're like, God, please take care of our physical needs. But, um, but I love this line that says that neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. We're saying, God, your gifts to us can't even do good unless you bless it. Like just because it's from you, 
unless you're engaged in it, uh, man, uh, it's so good. Just unless you're engaged in it, won't even benefit us. And so uh, we're in a world today that is riddled with problems. I mean, if we're just honest, surrounded by them. Coronavirus and both the health issues and the restriction issues and the division issues around it. So we're in this thing called coronavirus. And that has caused some economic challenges for people that have lost work or um, you and I are acutely aware of uh, how school is impacting this right now. Students having to do having to do education at home has caused some older students have to care for younger students or parents have to quit jobs and stay home so that they can provide uh, a home, you know, that their kids can can learn in uh, man, racial tensions and violence around that a political election. Uh, presidential election, politics that are just super divisive. We live in this world where, if we're honest, there's a lot of need. And so how do we learn to pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, and learn that we need God to provide for us here in the moment? What does that that bring up for you, Rob, as we live in this situation that is so needy, if you will? Now, what comes to mind? I think for me, it starts with kind of really focusing on just the the beginning of this um our daily bread just that that daily provision of our physical needs and then expanding that out to you know your spiritual needs your emotional needs your mental needs all those kind of things um for me you know working at at our school and and being involved in the homeless ministry there and getting a chance to um once a month go to a local church and and to feed the homeless and you know i think i think this the easy connection i think with this for me is is the Israelites wandering in the wilderness and God providing manna each day, right? They, they had to rely on God for their daily provision just to survive. And I think for some of us, it's easy to say, yeah, I rely on God every day to meet my needs, but you know, I've never, I've never got up in the morning and and not known where my next meal is coming from. I've never been in that situation. And and I praise God for that. But I also think sometimes it causes me to struggle with something like this, where you have to rely on, on God each day. How do you learn to rely on God for your daily provisions when you can open up your fridge or your pantry and just see more than you need right there? Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's such a good question. And I, so unlike you, uh, you know, I have a long history with uh, addiction and crime and trouble. Um, you know, I, for most of you listening or many of you listening, have heard me share parts of the story, but um, I came to faith in prison and just have that background um, that is different. I didn't grow up well, and I didn't begin well. I came to faith when I was 28 years old, and uh, so half my life, you know, spent that way, and you know, a little less, but I mean, a little more than half, and a little less than half now spent as a Christian. And I have been homeless. I have been in need, but I wasn't a Christian at the time. I didn't learn to depend on God in those moments, and so even having those past experiences doesn't mean I really have some kind of, you know superhuman view of this, you know, I mean, I think we all in the moment when we have enough forget. And I, as you bring up Israel, uh, it's, it's Exodus 16 and we're going through Exodus on Sundays right now as a church. I'm teaching through that. And, um, this is the passage, um, that is, uh, that we're in, um, in, in Exodus 16, and verse 2 and 3 says this, And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in Egypt, when we sat by the meal pots and ate bread to the full. 
for you have brought us out, out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And so they've been brought out of slavery in Egypt by 10 massive plagues. And all throughout the first, I think, 10 chapters or so, the people of God continue to cry out for God to deliver them, right? Rightfully so. They're enslaved. They're being persecuted, afflicted, uh, treated horrendously, and they're praying, God, please deliver us. And so God does deliver them, 11, 12, 13. That's the Passover and move into the wilderness, right? And uh, the passage we just covered right before this is being released is this passage. They forget, really quickly, they forget how bad it was in Egypt. And they ask this question like, man, I wish we were still, you know, or I wish God had just killed us in Egypt back when we had plenty, right? Like back when we were fat and happy, right? Not remembering, no, no, no. You were slaves in Egypt and asking God to deliver you. And so they're like, man, I, 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 wish, I wish we were still in Egypt. Man, I, st- I wish we were back in the good old days when we were slaves. And we hear this, we read about it, you know, thousands of years later. And we're like, man, what are you guys doing? But we do this all the time. So what God does is this, verses 4 and 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. Now, most Christians, if you're familiar with this passage, you know this. You know this story. If you're not familiar with this passage or if you've never read the Bible, whatever it might be, God provides bread for them. He will provide meat. He provides water. He does it all miraculously, like water from a rock, bread from heaven. I mean, literally miraculously. But here's what he teaches them with the bread. When you go out and gather in the morning, it'll be on the ground. I will make this miraculous thing called manna, this bread on the ground. You will gather it, but you will only gather one day's portion per day. And then come the sixth day as you prepare for the Sabbath, right? You'll gather two days portion. But if you do two days back on Monday, it's going to spoil, right? And if you don't do two days on Friday, you know, on you know the Sabbath, uh, Friday before the Saturday, right? then you won't have enough. But I'm going to teach you to depend on me one day at a time. And of course, they blow it. They try and gather two days worth. They try and do this. They try and do that. But God is teaching them to be obedient, to depend on him day by day by day, so that each day as we approach God, uh, we can pray like Jesus taught his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And it does, man. It, It harkens back to manna, it just, it reminds us of this daily pursuit of God. And I often say that I think God doesn't give us neither in direction nor in provision or anything. It's not like gives, God gives us this big windfall of direction. Like here's the whole blueprint for what you're going to do over the next decade. Here's step by step, Jeff. Here's what it's going to happen. Here's what's going to do. And I believe God doesn't do that because I would run off and try and accomplish it in my own strength right? I'd be like, cool, God gave me direction. I'm going to go do it, right? That would be my natural tendency. In the same way, he doesn't give me the next 10 years provision either. Like, hey, man, here's all the money you need for the next 10 years. Because Lord knows, come 10 years from now, I probably wouldn't have any money, right? So God knows who we are, and God wants us to learn how to have a relationship with him, trust him day in, day out. And this is silly, but I have a puppy at home right now, and I feed her twice a day, and, and she is dependent upon me to come and show up every morning and every day after lunch, man, to show up and feed her. And there's this dependency and puppy to human, 
I need to be that puppy to God. Like I need to be that dependent, continually seeking after God for what I need in the moment. Nice. Yeah. I need to, to see myself as a puppy is what you're saying. Or totally you can borrow mine. You can borrow mine anytime. <laughs> take it for a week. Your puppy. Learn your I, lesson. Bring it back. I've got one at home. I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah. As That's I mentioned right, earlier, you do. I, I forgot about that. I, yeah. Yeah. We do. <laughs> um, we've got. You know, I just reminded me of this that that uh, this expands beyond just our physical needs, right? We talked about that at the beginning. Um, I've got a friend, and, I, and he's a friend of yours as well. Uh, we know him kind of separately, but but you know, kind of in the same same realm. Um, but he went through just recently an incredibly difficult season of of his life. He has a a very young son who was diagnosed with a very dangerous uh, and deadly brain tumor, and um, you know, it's hard to even imagine what that is like um, having to deal with that. And, and he, you know, that we had lots of people praying for him and he was gracious enough uh, to come to different gatherings of people who were, um, you know, concerned for he and his family and just, just share with us what he was going through. And I remember during that time, him saying that there was no way he could function if he looked at the big picture, if he looked at all the upcoming appointments, doctor's appointments, tests that were going to be done, um, very painful treatments that his son was going to have to go through. Uh, it was just overwhelming to him to think about how to be a good dad, how to be a good uh, husband, how to, how to you know, watch out for his other kids, um, you know, continue to do his job, all those kind of things. It was just too much for him to bear. And he just told us, he said, every day I get up, I just pray for my daily bread. He said, I just ask God, to give me what I need for that day, the patience for that day, the wisdom for that day, the courage for that one day. And he said, I can do this one day at a time, just completely relying on God. And, and to me, that was, you know, kind of a game changer. It's just this idea of, yeah. you know, we look at, you mentioned, we look at our, we look at the news today and natural disasters and, and the economy and, and families with businesses losing their businesses and people losing jobs and social unrest and violence and then, you know, you and I, as you mentioned, have firsthand experience with just the struggles students are going through and families are going through. And, and even teachers, if you know teachers out there, um, reach out to them because there are a lot of teachers out there that are just struggling with how to, how to do this well and feeling isolated. Um, you know, I mean, God has the power uh, to meet our needs for the rest of our lives and beyond the power to meet our needs for the year. Um, but he asks us, he tells us to pray just for that day. And I think it's important that we we don't get overwhelmed by the the bigger picture, but just say, "Man, God, give me what I need for today." Yeah, you know. So the the person that you're talking about that we both know and are friends with, um, you know, he uh, he made the wise choice and he found a much easier vocation. He went and became a lead pastor just to uh, make sure things were simpler <laughs> in his life. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, hey, uh, you know, you and I both, and man, just listening to that, I forgot. Uh, as we mentioned, a lot of the struggles around here, I mean, California's on fire, uh, the East Coast is being flooded by storms. And I mean, like just so much is going on in the world. Right. Uh, and we bring up this, this circumstance of uh, a, a man and his family who has a toddler who went through some chronic, horribly, chronically ill stuff. And and you and I are aware of that. Uh, I've been pretty open, you know, in our own nuclear I've been a, 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 I've been very open about my wife's health and, and shared her journey of being chronically ill for the last 18 years. And 
Um, man, even if we just list out the problems like we just did, man, it's heavy. Like just hearing that, I'm like, wow, we got a lot going on right now. But if we can take our head out of the big picture and uh, simply, and, and I maybe simply is the wrong word there, but just uh, limit ourselves to being in the moment, being submitted to God, being prayerful, uh, petitioning God for our needs, um, man, there's a change of heart, right? Just listening to that. I use the example of, <clears throat> excuse me, of God giving us a blueprint, you know, for the next decade. And my struggle would be to go try and do it all, right? Well, if I were to go try and accomplish, and I just imagine I'm not a house builder and or, or a building builder of any kind, but I've, I've worked in the trades. And if I got a full set of blueprints and I was going to go build my own home, one, I'm not skilled. I, I'm not qualified to go do that, right? I would, I would mess it up. But, but also, even if I had some skills, man, just imagine you miss one little thing, right? You miss one little step. The next thing you know, man, you framed and you drywalled all your walls and you're like, oh no, I didn't put any electric or any plumbing inside the walls. You know, like I mean, you just miss so many pivotal things. And so God's like, hey, just one step at a time, one need at a time, one day at a time, all you got to do stay with me. I will make sure. And again, I don't want to overuse the metaphor, but you know, like a foreman or a superintendent or a contractor, like I'm going to put all the things in all the places in the right order and all that you need, I'm going to give it to you. And I think of, um, I think of Jesus words when he says in Matthew six, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, but for tomorrow be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And what I hear in that is not some platitudes like, hey, just don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, listen, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own stress, its own anxiety, its own anxiousness, right? He says sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Like you've got enough problems today to worry about today. Limit yourself to today. There's plenty of struggle going on right now. Don't add to it by trying to figure out what's going to be around tomorrow or what problem will exist tomorrow. But today's hard enough. We live in a broken world. Um, you know, last episode, last week, we talked about, um, you know, your will be done, God, here on earth as it is in heaven. Like, because that's not true, because it's not yet like God would have it, we live in a broken world. And so sufficient for today is its own troubles. I've got enough going on today that I just need to be in prayer about and submit to God Man, if I add tomorrow's struggles or what I think is going to happen tomorrow or whatever, it's overwhelming. Man, I just need to stay in step one of the blueprint, which is give my cares to Jesus today. Ask God for provision today. Go outside, pick up the manna that's on the ground for today. And then tomorrow will come. And not only will the struggles be there, but God's provision will be outside like the fresh manna on the ground. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, you've mentioned before we were in the book of Exodus and just with with Moses at the burning bush and just how overwhelming that was when God says, you're the guy, you're the one that's going <laughs> to lead yeah. the people. Um, and it, it's just that idea of I can't, I'm not, I'm not able to, I'm not ready to. And, and I think God says, that's the point. You can't, but every day I can. And you just need to. He says, you can't. That idea that, that you know. Yeah, he says, you can't, yeah. but I yeah. am. Right. He repeatedly, I am the exactly. Lord. Right. I love that. And I highlighted that, too, on the Sunday we covered uh, Exodus 13 uh, in, in 12. I'm sorry, 12 and 13. And, and in 12, when the 
when the people leave loaded down with gold and jewelry, it also says that that Moses was great among the people of Israel and Egypt. Like the guy who couldn't, God made able, right? Like he provided. And we just got to see that, man. We got to know God is able. God is I am, right? God is. We're not. God is. Manna will be on the ground. We're going to be able to live through it and, and, and press in. Our job, trust God. Yeah, excellent. Um, we'll wrap this up. Just a reminder, um, if you're new to this, uh, we've been doing this remotely. We're doing this through Zoom because it's just yeah. to be safe um, for our own families and for our own selves. So if you hear some uh, audio issues, uh, just be aware that, you know, we're, we're trying our best on that. Um, but it's a, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not, it is what it is. Um, I also wanted to encourage you, we talk a lot of times at the very end of our program just about being in prayer. Um, it's it's good to pray for your your daily bread, for God to give you what you need for the day. I would also encourage you to pray and be open to the fact that God may very well use you to be somebody else's daily provision. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people out there that that need something for today, and you may have that. You may be available. Um, be ready to be there for someone who needs encouragement, for someone who needs needs financial help or someone who needs uh, someone to come alongside them, whatever it might be. Uh, you can be their daily provision if God gives you that task. So just something Good. to think about. Uh, yeah, we want to thank you for listening to the Generations Church podcast and just remind you every Tuesday, we release a new guilt, grace, and gratitude episode, only a few left, uh, and then we'll start something new. But we hope you will continue to join us every week. Have a blessed week and uh, trust God for what you need for today. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church, G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at ginfamilychurch.